The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, up to $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com to find better odds than your local book. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Bonjour, messieurs, and happy new year to you all. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter at LockBetting. And you must, must, must go and check out my website now, LockBetting.com. December produced a profit of 3000 958 pounds which translates to $5,145 in a single month. This was of course boosted by Futures Picks Houston Texans as I already mentioned a two unit play to win their division landing a 4.5 unit profit and 100% in the Champions League. I will be posting the P&L for December today so make sure you check it out. It's free to go and have a look in addition to absolutely killing it in December, we have made a fiery start to January 2020 with a £483 profit of the first two days. We are sweeping the NBA so far, 2-0 and with our picks for the NBA. That's an 11-2 and run at the moment and an overall record in basketball this season which includes our college picks as well of 31 and 12 on basketball in fact we are 100% in college basketball we don't play it very often but the four picks that we've played so far in college basketball are four and oh so we're absolutely killing it in the basketball and we are killing it overall already over a $600 profit for the month of January, and we are two days in. You must head over and check out lockbetting.com. And as I said, the PL is free to check out. It'll be posted on site today. And last night's basketball plays, the 2 0 sweep in basketball, was free. The 3 0 in the bowl picks wasn't. That's right. We've been 3 0 with our bowl picks in the college football this so far this year. So, 
go and check that out it's more important than ever um, as we're doing this show we're doing it on Friday we usually record on Thursday but because of the backlog of fixtures we've barely had time to breathe this show will be returning to its usual spot on Thursdays on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network next week and um, the article that I post up on sportsgamblingpodcast.com where I preview all the games of the week I won't be doing that this week I'll be picking a selection of games as I'm doing on here probably will give predictions for more games that I'm covering here um, that will be available today later on today as well and instead of doing a um, combined 11 for the team of the week what I've decided to do is take this opportunity to look at the halfway point of the season even though we're slightly over halfway and to use my article this week to do a team of the week for the Premier League for the halfway mark of the season. So I will be looking at the FA Cup overall as opposed to covering individual games, which I'll be doing here. I'll be looking at each team's chances of winning the FA Cup and then I'll be doing a combined 11 for the EPL so far this season. So it'll be more of a overall FA Cup preview kind of article as opposed to specifically looking at round three. So there will be a big difference this week between the article and the podcast here that we do as we cover this FA Cup third round here on the EPL show this week. Looking at the games, um, this was a difficult one in terms of whether I put out five or six picks or whether I looked at a lot of stuff. I've decided to look at a lot of stuff here um, in terms of what we what we cover and um, I've actually got two bets from one game and 10 bets overall. So let's let's get cracking with it. We start with a game between Fulham and Aston Villa, where Fulham are actually favourites here to spring a surprise. They're 11 to 10 favourites to beat Aston Villa here. And uh, Aston Villa are priced up as 2-1 to one underdogs, which is odd because they are the Premier League team. But Fulham are doing relatively well in the championship. They were expected to come straight back up, but they may have to do it via the playoffs, which is always a massive gamble. So I'm not quite understanding why the, why you get the price discrepancy. I guess the automatic assumption here is that Villa are going to rest a lot of players. They already have a, um, a cup semi-final to look ahead to in the Carabao Cup. Therefore, they may forfeit this FA Cup game and play a very weakened team. I can certainly see that happening. Um, I'm just not confident enough to back Fulham as a favourite. What I am confident enough to take, though, is both teams to score. There's a lot of goals in Fulham games. There's a lot of goals in Villa games. Both teams score and both teams concede. And for me... This one is almost nailed on and it's available at four to seven. If there wasn't um, a slightly better lock here on this show that I've managed to find, this one would certainly be in contention. So I like Fulham, Aston Villa, both teams to score in this one. Up next, we look at a, a game between Leicester and Wigan, where Leicester are the one to seven favourites to get past Wigan. Obviously, that's not backable. The thing I like here is Leicester on the minus 1.5 Asian handicap at 1-2. to two. Reason being is that Leicester showed against West Ham in the Premier League that they can rotate most of their team, which is what they're going to do here, and still win the game. When you're bringing in the likes of 
Ianacho and, and, and Wes Morgan and Albrighton, you still have a relatively decent team and you should be more than capable of doing a job here on this Wigan team. In addition to that, they may see this as an opportunity to actually play Jamie Vardy because he's had some time off over the Christmas period for the birth of his child and he's also got a minor knock. And this may be an opportunity to test his fitness. I don't think they will do that. I think that you're probably good to go with that without Vardy needing games under his belt and he'll probably come in at next in the next weekend's Premier League game. But still, it's worth noting that um, Leicester will still be keeping this firepower and on the bench in case they come across any problems here. But I don't think they'll have any problems getting past this Wigan team in this situation. I think that Leicester will uh, will sail through to the next round and could be looking at another cup run here. They're already in the Carabao Cup semi-final, much like Aston Villa. Up next, we look at Sheffield United versus AFC Flit, who are a non-league team, yet they've only priced up Sheffield United at one to six favourites. And to cover the minus one handicap, the minus 1.5 Asian handicap, they're available at four to seven. Not fully understanding this because I think it would be a massive disaster if Sheffield United didn't just win this, but didn't win this game comfortably by three or four. Um, I know a lot of the times that these bottom of the table teams, when they, when they reach a good run of form, they're often relying on not changing things, not tinkering things. They become very organised and rigid and often play the same first 11. Now, Sheffield United are very organised, but they don't often play the first 11. I would say there's six definitive players that always play <clears throat> in this side, but they often rotate around, and that includes the, the strikers, even the likes of Mousset doesn't play all the time, and... Billy Sharp is a very decent striker, and I think he was touted as being um, one of the underground fantasy picks to have uh, because he would be a goal scorer in this league. It hasn't materialised because Billy Sharp hasn't been getting the, the, the game time that we expected, but he will get game time here, and I think he's more than capable of deputising and, and scoring some goals. And um, there's a lot of demand for, for Billy Sharp because if he can't get into the Sheffield United team, there's a lot of championship teams looking to snap him up at the moment, and um, I'm not sure if Sheffield United will let him go. Perhaps this will be a barometer as to um, what kind of shape Billy Sharp's in when he plays in this game. But aside from him, there's a lot of players that can come in and do come in throughout the, throughout the season. Because as I said, this isn't a rigid first 11. There are six or seven definite players that play every game. But Sheffield United, I think, are more than capable of rotating here and getting a big result here against this AFC fly team. Up next, we look at Manchester City versus Port Vale, where Manchester City are the 1-20 to favourites to win this game, which is fair enough, because Port Vale are mid-table in League 2, so there's three leagues apart. So I'm looking at the handicap and expecting some absolutely unbackable odds and um, immediately you look at the minus one and that's only at one to five and then you look at the minus two and that is at minus 200 one to two then you look at the um, the minus three and you can see that it's at even money and if you scale back and look at the minus three Asian handicap and bearing in mind the Asian handicap is where you can push on three goals that's available at four to six so I nail this one down because I think there's massive value in this bet because Manchester City 
are no way winning this game by by less than three goals. They're playing against a mid-table team in League Two. Now, obviously, they're going to rotate players, but have you seen the players that Man City can rotate? They have about five fullbacks in this team. They have creative midfielders that can't get a game most weeks, like like Mares. And if you don't play Mares, you play Bernardo Silva. And then if you don't play either one of those, then somehow Sterling ends up playing in this game. Um, you have Phil Foden ready to come in. You have one of Aguero or Jesus. It's not worrying for me for Man City to rotate their team here and get a lot of goals against a team that are sitting in mid-table in League Two. There is no way that Manchester City don't win this by three. So therefore, the minus 1.5 Asian handicap or minus one regular handicap at one to five isn't backable. But the minus two, minus 2.5, Asian line at one to two is within the realm of what we can pick. I'm not as confident as to go up to minus three. 0.5 Asian handicap or minus three regular even because I do feel that at some point they may take their foot off the gas but at minus three Asian at four to six I'm supremely confident that Man City cover this in addition to that when you look even deeper into this game Man City are six to four to win this game with a clean sheet plus 150 How are Port Vale scoring in this game? I think it would be very embarrassing for City if they weren't able to keep a clean sheet in this game. It's understandable in the Premier League where you let goals slip. They were guilty of doing it against Everton where they were absolutely cruising at 2-0 and somehow managed to concede a goal and, and made that result look more respectable than it should have been. But... In this instance, I don't foresee a situation if Port Vale scoring. For Port Vale to score in this game would be as good as um, was be would be as good as what they can hope for. I think coming into this game, Port Vale have no ambition of winning this game. They probably don't even feel like they can keep the score within three. But if they can find the back of the net, that's a win for them. And uh, I think City will be very adamant to deny that. So I like that bet too here. Lots of bets, lots of action on this game. Play it how you want. We'll see how. We play it over at um, at lockbetting.com. But for me, a lot of action here on Man City winning this game very, very comfortably without Port Vale really getting a sniff in this game. Speaking of something that you should have a sniff of, and I'm not talking about cocaine, I'm talking about the offers that we're getting from our sponsors here, namely mybookie.ag. If you use the promo code SGP, you get a one thousand dollar deposit bonus that's right use the promo code sgp for a deposit bonus of up to one thousand dollars you can bet on the nfl playoffs this weekend the college playoffs are coming to an end tons of college and nba basketball to bet on a great resource for in-game wagering as well and you can deposit and withdraw using bitcoin don't forget the promo code head over to mybookie.ag and use the promo code sgp also, don't forget to check out Ace Per Head. If you've ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with all inclusive professional betting site and all the lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately. They have a top notch customer support going 24 7s and they have the sharpest lines in the industry. Also, don't forget to check out ProSwap. ProSwap is America's market 
place to buy and sell sports bets all season long. ProSwap customers have been finding some of the best odds in the world because you're buying the best from another person. You're not buying against the house. You can always find great deals. A few weeks ago, I talked about it before, an LSU championship ticket with a collect amount of $2,400 was purchased on ProSwap for $6,400. Those odds were of plus 170 for the buyer, better than any sports book in the world. So sign up for sports for ProSwap.com today and they will give you 100% match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. That's SGP at the time of deposit and ProSwap will match it up to $100. Go to ProSwap.com today and check it out. Up next, we move on to, in fact, before we move on to, to Sunday stuff, we look at the main game of the, of the week, the tie of the round, or arguably, um, you could argue Liverpool and Everton is, but we don't really know what kind of team Liverpool are going to put out and we'll probably address that on this show, but then make an official pick possibly um, over at lockbetting.com once we once we read more about it. But at the moment, there is no information out, especially with Liverpool only playing yesterday. But Wolves versus Manchester United. Uh, Wolves are the favourites to knock Manchester United out here. Man United are a 2-1 to one underdog. Wolves are 6-5 to five to beat them in this spot. Um, the qualification odds, which I've not looked at anywhere else, but the qualification odds have them both at 10 to 11 minus 110. And um, I mention that because it gives me an opportunity to mention that up until the fourth round, if there's a draw in these games, it does go to a replay. And for me, I think Manchester United will be desperate, desperate to not exit this competition. Now, they are in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup, but they've drawn against Manchester City. They are still hanging on to a possibility of a top four space and they are comfortably through to the next round of the Europa League. So this isn't a situation where this is all Manchester United have to play for by no means. But I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being under pressure and with Man United being so lackluster in the league, they will want to turn up in this situation and get revenge for... Wolves knocking them out of the FA Cup last year. I don't know if Man United can win this game. I don't know if um, they're a particularly great play as an underdog because I look, took them as an underdog against Arsenal on the last podcast and they played poorly. And this does seem like a situation where Man United don't turn up. They It's not a top six team. It's an away game against Wolves. Wolves never, ever rest players for the FA Cup. They do take it seriously. And Man United cannot afford to leave anybody out here. We need to see Rashford. We need to see Martial. We need to see this treated as an EPL game. If that squad does end up producing a first 11 that is going for this game. And we do see David De Gea in goal and we do see Harry Maguire and Lindelof and we, we see the regular Manchester United team. Then I feel confident that they're able to maybe get through at the first attempts, but definitely secure themselves a replay, which makes 10 to 11 decent value here on them to qualify in this tie. But I'm not really willing to play anything more than that. I think both teams to score would be another one that you could take here for sure. Moving on to Sunday stuff, and um, we look at Crystal Palace versus Derby. Now, I've not picked out any upsets here, but if there is a potential to be an upset, I would think that Derby, who are not doing too well in the championship, but have just signed Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's come in there. He's been made the captain. It immediately yielded a win yesterday against Barnsley at home. And I can imagine Crystal Palace 
who are pretty banged up anyway, who are missing quite a few key players, may see this as an opportunity to rest people. Um, I'm not sure if they'll get through against this Derby team or in, on the first attempt, even though it's a home game, if they manage to rest too many players. Now, obviously, I'm not sitting here saying that this is the ripe, plum upset of the round and you must bet it and I've picked this out and this is some super intelligent secretive play it's not it's none of those things i'm just trying to find you guys some possible upset here in this round and uh, i think it's most likely comes with uh, crystal palace versus derby and that's really all uh, and the only reason behind this play um, just a quick thing to note, um, despite the fact I already covered it, um, Sheffield United is a Sunday game. Um, for some reason, I put it on my list here when I covered the Saturday games as I was trying to run chronologically. But um, as I'm re-looking at the list, Sheffield United has uh, is a Saturday game. So I don't know if that was flexed or anything. Um, I think it probably was flexed from the original schedule that I had uh, because obviously Sheffield United played yesterday. So quite obviously, they're now going to be playing on Sunday. So I think what I was looking at was a was an older fixture list. But yeah, Sheffield United is on Sunday. Um, another game on Sunday here, just just to mention, there is a there is an interesting game between Chelsea and Nottingham Forest. Um, I'm not covering Chelsea. You'll see that I'm quite keen on a lot of the uh, or nearly all of the top six to all of the big six to go through with the exception of Liverpool and, Ch and Chelsea. Now, Chelsea are playing at home to Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are doing really well in the championship. I'm not confident about Chelsea getting through in this if they rotate everybody. Now, if I if it come to learn that Frank Lampard is taking this competition seriously and bearing in mind he's had success in this competition as a player, so I would think he would take it seriously, then obviously Chelsea win this game. In addition to that, this could become an even stronger player, especially on the handicap market. If Nottingham Forest um, end up prioritizing the league and end up and news comes out that they end up putting a makeshift team out. And of course, before when I say news comes out, I need to keep my ear to the ground and get the news relatively soon before every bookie moves the line for this. At the moment, it stands at Chelsea at one to five and four to seven to cover the handicap. As soon as I hear something, it'll immediately be posted on lockbetting.com and um, those guys will get the play immediately and, of course, to the WhatsApp group because if you are a top client, on um, a top-tier client on lockbetting.com, you get immediate WhatsApp notifications and this is a game that I'll be keeping an eye on very, very eagerly, either for Nottingham Forest to play a weakened team, which they did in the Carabao Cup because they're focusing on promotion, or Chelsea playing a weakened team and Forest playing a strong team. Either way, the ideal scenario is Chelsea strong Forest week and us getting the the handicap at four to seven that would be ideal because then Chelsea will obviously massacre this second team so definitely keeping my head to the ground for that one so up next we look at Middlesbrough versus Tottenham where Tottenham are only the four to six favorites to win here against the Middlesbrough team that are massively struggling in the championship they were touted as a possible promotion candidates but they are absolutely nowhere near achieving that at the moment Jonathan Woodgate a former player who's coming to manage Middlesbrough is really struggling they are doing a bit better recently have got themselves out of the relegation conversation they've only won eight out of 26 games of nine draws and nine losses I don't foresee how they beat Tottenham here um, yes Tottenham 
are probably going to be resting some players and they're probably going to be without Harry Kane. But I imagine that Song comes back for this game because he's been suspended for all the league matches. So he isn't going to be tired. And that immediately makes you lean towards Tottenham. In addition to that, what other trophies is Jose Mourinho going to compete for this season? I think with there being no guarantees that he's going to get this team into a top four, a a trophy chase is going to be expected by this Tottenham team. I mean, they're probably going to be um, they're probably the best the best bet for any English side to go through in the Champions League because Tottenham really, really did luck out in the Champions League. And a lot of people are looking at Mourinho as the Tottenham manager and seeing his successes in the Champions League and thinking he can do something here, especially with them drawing RB Leisping in, in, the, um, in the last 16. So yes, Tottenham are probably going to manage to get themselves through in the Champions League so that we'll have a Champions League quarterfinal to look at. But I think this represents an opportunity. Middlesbrough away, Middlesbrough not playing particularly well they could get a nice home draw in the next round against another lower league team so it's important here for Tottenham to get a run going I understand they'll be without Harry Kane, but Kane wouldn't have played this game anyway. And I think Son always would have done. And then you bring in the likes of um, Lamella, who doesn't really get much game time on the Mourinho at the moment, a Sissoko. I think we'll see a very strong Tottenham team here that's set out to beat this Middlesbrough side. So therefore, I'm going to lean with, with Tottenham here. Well, not just lean, I'm, I strongly lean with Tottenham here to win this game. Up next, we look at Liverpool and Everton. Now, as I said, much like the Chelsea game, I'm just looking at this. I have no pick for this. Um, I'll be waiting for the Liverpool team news. I actually think, in all honesty, that Liverpool have overcome their hardest part of the season. And now with with the League One, I almost feel that they could go for the FA Cup. I know that they forfeited them their their um their campaign in the Carabao Cup by the team they put against Aston Villa but they had no choice because of the Club World Cup but the Club World Cup's done and uh, Champions League doesn't start again till till February and I understand that they have to play their game in hand soon in January where they'll need to catch up with the game that they missed and in, in quick succession they play I believe against um, the, the game in hand away to West Ham but I, I really don't think that they're going to want to lose a Merseyside derby here. I really don't think we're going to see the likes of um, the, the, the the likes of deep, deep secondary players here, like real youth team players coming out and playing, the, the type of players that played against Aston Villa. I think possibly we see um, Shakiri and Derek Origi playing in this game. Yeah, sure. But I don't think it's going to be wholesale changes. I don't think you're going to see both Mane and Salah rested in this game. I think maybe one of them. But the thing is, last time they played against Everton and rested one of them, they're able to still win the game quite comfortably. So I think the the Ancelotti factor is obviously a concern. Uh, Ancelotti and Duncan Ferguson behind the wheels. So therefore, you don't really know what you're going to get from Everton. I imagine Everton certainly play their entire team in this game. And... um, Obviously, if Liverpool do turn up with uh, Jones, Brewster, um, uh, Harvey Elliott and and the likes of those players in this game, then Everton are going to win this game. Make no mistake about it as well. Um, Everton aren't going to rotate their squad. I think it's going to be the usual players. I think the most rotation that you'll probably see is... um, 
some rotation in midfield possibly with the likes of possibly Schneiderlin getting a game and you might see um, same as Coleman getting a game at fullback but these are not terrible players it's not going to be wholesale it's going to be three four maybe five maximum for Liverpool you could be looking at wholesale and um I don't think Liverpool are interested in winning this FA Cup, to be honest with you. And I do think later on during the year, you will see them bringing out these much younger players, dependent on who they're playing. But again, I'm worried about taking Everton here because it's a Merseyside derby. And like the Chelsea game, I will be keeping my ear to the ground to see what kind of team these, uh, what kind of teams these two are going to be putting out. But for Everton, I think it will be strong. And uh, they could be a solid bet here on the double chance market. Up next, we look at West Ham versus Gillingham, where Gillingham is 17 to 4. It's 3 to 1 the draw, and it's 4 to 6 on West Ham. I think West Ham win this game. I don't have any doubts that West Ham win this game. They're under David Moyes now. Um, they're another team that are going to want some kind of cup run. They're very poor in the league. They'll be looking at, desperately looking at surviving. But I don't think David Moyes is going to come here and, and, and give up on the FA Cup. And even if there are some changes, I think the people that West Ham bring in, the likes of Lanzini and Fornells, for example, will be good enough to win this game at Gillingham. Gillingham are not by any means a top team in a, a top team even in the leagues that they're that they're playing in. They're um they're a relatively average team that I expect West Ham to comfortably get past. Um, they're a mid-table team in League One, I believe. Actually, I'll bring that up. They are. They're a mid-table team in League One, 11th in League One, with eight wins from 24 games, nine draws and seven losses. So you would expect West Ham of the Premier League to have too much for a Gillingham team who are just an average League One side. And um, there could even be a possibility that they cover the handicap here, depending. I mean, they did just beat Bournemouth 4-0. But for me, at 4 to 6 minus 150 I'm happy to take them at that price I'm also happy to take Arsenal at that same price on Monday night at home against Leeds where Arsenal are the minus 150 favourites now Arsenal are out of the Carabao Cup they're not looking like they're going to be in the top four they are in the Europa League but with Mikel Arteta just picking up that first win a win that's been very overrated by the way a lot of people are talking about it like this is the big turnaround for Arsenal I'm not exactly sure that the win against a Man United team that played horrendously represents a massive turnaround but there was a lot of positivity about it afterwards the Arsenal players were positive Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> I can't believe I just mentioned that. Um, was was positive about it, and um, and Mikel Arteta spoke well about the win. So I am looking at Arsenal to to win this game against Leeds. I would think Bielsa does the smart thing here and 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 doesn't play his team as well because um, Leeds last season they threw away automatic promotion by by the players being just too tired because Bielsa doesn't rotate and the training is brutal brutal I was going between gruesome and brutal and ended up creating a new word of brutal so uh, hashtag brutal guys um, but yeah it was brutal uh, training and brutal training methods and just hardcore intense cardio all throughout Bielsa loves that kind of shit but Bielsa also tired his players out and by March Leeds were terrible I imagine that they absolutely don't want to be in the FA Cup which makes Arsenal an absolutely nailed on bet here because I imagine Arsenal absolutely do want to be in the FA Cup in fact I like it so much you're going to have to wait till Monday night to get the lock 
but the lock will be Arsenal here to beat Leeds at the Emirates on Emirates on Monday night, which narrowly edges out a number of plays in the Manchester City game. But if you want to get those plays on Man City for the Man City Port Vale game, head over to the website lockbetting.com where there will also be other plays for the FA Cup this week this this weekend, along with the NFL playoffs and more NBA plays. And of course, coming soon. UFC returns with the return of Conor McGregor. We'll be covering that on the fight show. Um, I guess a better look at a, um, a dog here as well. Um, I didn't love any underdogs, as I said. Um, I guess if I had to play one, it would be Man United to qualify at 10 to 11. It's not exactly an underdog because both teams are 10 to 11, 10 to 11 each. Um, aside from that, I, I did like Derby on the double chance at 11 to 10, but I, I do prefer this Man United one. I think they desperately need to stay in this competition. The same could be said for a few teams. I think Everton need to stay in it. I think West Ham need to stay in it. I think Arsenal need a run in it as well. I think FA Cup run is important for supporters to get supporters back on side and Tottenham as well. Another one I've got to mention. They're also team in the in lock consideration as for a parlay um i'm gonna go for some handicappers here uh i'm gonna go for leicester minus one man city minus one and oh sorry man city minus two leicester minus one man city minus two and sheffield united minus one i think that would be a decent bet for you to take i think those premier league teams go through comfortably to the fourth round of the fa cup that's it from me in this edition of the epl show don't forget over at lockbetting.com the european show is back that is one of our strongest shows we have a lot record this season of 20 and four over at the european show so make sure that you check that one out as i said it is the strongest show it is almost the crown jewel over at lockben.com as i already mentioned as well NFL playoffs this week. Make sure you listen to Ryan and Sean's show on sports on the regular sports gambling podcast because there are only three or four weeks left of the NFL season. That's if you well three three real weeks if you don't include the uh, the the Pro Bowl, which which I don't. So uh, make sure you check that out because your NFL will be going soon, and then you'll all have to become soccer fans for real and keep listening to the EPL show as we look to finish strong here in 2020 as we head towards the final half of the season. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.